This is Barkcast. You ain't nothing but a hound Barkcast deals with just about everything dog related. Dog obedience, training, health, owning a dog, dog behaviour and care and nutrition. Each week your questions will be answered by professional senior trainer and owner of Canine Point Academy, Russell D. Russell, a professional member of the IACP, a registered evaluator with the American Kennel Club and has trained thousands of dogs across a variety of disciplines. Hi Russell, how's your week been? It's been good Jay, thank you very much for asking. So we've had a load of letters come in. Um, one of the, the key topics that I'm seeing and, and come in quite a lot is about different breeds of dogs and how they are apparently untrainable, um, such as beagles, someone's mentioned. Yep. So can you just kind of touch on, is a dog untrainable right okay um beagles come up a lot um particularly here they seem to be quite a, a prevalent breed um one of the key things i find with people is before they even get the dog they've done their own research you know online oh i want to get a beagle or you know insert breed here um and they've then maybe you know asked around about it and they've heard that these dogs can be stubborn or these dogs, you can't teach a beagle to come back. The, the recall is impossible. Um, you, you can't teach them to play with other dogs, or, or whatever it is. They've got these predispositions about what this dog is going to be like before they've got the dog. So when a dog arrives, and then they come and see me, and they say, I say, well, this is how you sort of work with the recall. They start practicing that. It doesn't quite go well, some of the repetitions. And they think, oh, well, it's not gone well because these dogs cannot be trained. So we just give up. There's just no point because you can't train the dog. No, that's incorrect. Um, I would almost argue, particularly in the realm of something like a beagle, it's the opposite. They're one of the easiest dogs to train. The, the thing for me is everyone sort of says, you know, is my, can you tell me if my dog's really dumb or really smart? I don't work in those sort of circles. For me, it's about drive and how much focus and drive um, the dog generally has. Beagles are working dogs, so they have an immense amount of drive, an immense amount of focus. If there's anyone listening that has a beagle themselves, they'll know the minute there's a, the, the slightest chance of a bit of food available, chances are the dog's right at their feet, ready to work, looking for something. So from an early, early stage, and particularly with puppies, if you tap into that drive and just start building up the picture for them, it's really, really easy. So just you, you mentioned their drive and focus. Can <laughs> you just explain what drive and focus means? Yeah, okay, so... Um, no is a short answer. It's more of a, a pictorial thing. But um, I mean, like if you look at your own dog, um, you've got a boxer. So he's got a lot of drive in terms of energy and expenditure, and he's constantly bouncing. He's just constantly on the go. Um, for me, that would constitute a lot of drive. Um, his focus is perhaps a little lacking. <laughs> so um, he's, he's constantly on the bounce, but he's you know, distracted over here, distracted over there, and then distracted over here a little bit. Um, Whereas when you look at, say, uh, working dogs, like police dogs, it's always a, a good example. They're very high drive because you need them to want to work. They're searching for something, be it people, um, guns, drugs, whatever they're searching for. Um, they've got to have that drive and they've got to have that focus and intensity to just do it regardless of what's going on around them. 
So now most people for their average pet don't need it quite so high level. But if you dial it back from there, you can kind of extrapolate where your dog sits at any one point. And there's nothing wrong with having a sleepy dog by the fire that just couldn't give a damn about food or chasing toys or, or what have you and just likes to just sort of hang out and chill. So let's get back to the, the, the kind of the, the core question. So you say there's no untrainable dogs. There's, there's no dog that's untrainable. There are some that are harder than others um, for sure. And again, it's largely depending on that, that curve of you know, where do they sit in terms of their focus and their drive levels. Um, sure, on a, on, a, on a blank canvas, if you like, it's much easier. If you give me a dog that's got a lot of focus, a lot of attention, loves food, loves playing with a toy, versus a dog that really doesn't care about interacting with people, really isn't bothered by food, couldn't give a damn about a toy either, those, those are two very different dogs to work with. One's a lot easier than the other. Well, that's interesting, and it, it, I kind of I'll put this because I I have experience from this. Now, now my dog, um, my boxer, he's not interested in food, mm-hmm. and he's not interested in toys. So, from a training point of view, um, I, I wouldn't say he's untrainable. But where do we? It go just becomes with that? harder. And so, um, and again, in terms of food, so I mean, Max will take treats occasionally. So, I mean, like if you offer him a bit of cheese or even some chicken, some like a high value treat, he'd probably have a little nibble on that. So um, versus dogs that just generally it's hard enough to get them to eat their normal food, let alone take some additional treats and what have you. Um, And the good thing for Max is he does have that engagement. He wants to engage. So you've got something that you can work on. And there, there always is something that motivates the dog. It's just finding out what it is. And in terms of motivation, it might be what the dog wants is to be away from you. And I've got clients with dogs like this as well. It's, it's hard to show that to people and tell them that's what it is. But that's what's motivating the dog. Well, that's a, and that's a good point. And I, I'm trying now to put it into my mindset of, of teaching children and how different mm-hmm. kids learn. In, and, and yeah, probably yeah. you and I learn in very different ways. And we, we probably did. Um, so we have to find what works for that particular dog. Not the breed. Correct. But the particular dog. Yes. And either, I mean, having a, and there's a, a crossover here with, you know, do we get a breed or a, or a um, a street dog, for example. There's no right we can talk about that in another barkcast, but in terms of having a, a specific breed, within a given window, you know what the traits are. We've got ourselves a border collie, so you know it's going to be highly prey driven. You know it's going to have that high prey drive that you can really work on that focus and intensity. Whereas if you've got a street dog and you're not entirely sure what breed mixes are in there, you've got to have a bit of fun to work out what those drives are. So there is, there's a, a balance with those two as well. But in terms of, again, just going back to the, the core of having a dog that's untrainable, a lot of the time that's the mindset that we have. Um, the other crossover point here is whether you're dealing with a puppy. Um, if you've got a, whether it's a mixed breed or a pure breed, eight to 10 week old puppy, that's very different from turning up here with a three, four, five year old French bulldog that's stubborn because you've got three, five years behind uh, of track record with that dog, quote unquote, being stubborn versus a puppy that you, te- that you just teach from the get-go. So are there some breeds, and now this, I think I know the answer to this, but are there some breeds that are easier to technically train than yes, others? Yes, 100%. Um, and again, like I said, at the risk of sounding like a broken record, it's all about that driving focus, which is why you tend to see, if you th- again, thinking of police dogs, um, when you look at a TV police show or if you've been through an airport, it's usually Labradors, uh, Belgian Malinois, German Shepherds, maybe even Beagles. 
So all high-level, high-focus, high-drive dogs. You don't see chihuahuas, French bulldogs doing that sort of job. Now, there'll be some people say, oh, my dog could do that. Yeah, I'm sure to, to some degree they could do that. But as a general rule, they just don't have the, the drive levels that you need to get the job done to that kind of extreme. And in terms of people getting dogs, one of the things I tend to come across a lot is people get a dog um, for a variety of different reasons. They've either, um, they're now old enough, they've got kids of their own, this is their first dog of theirs as opposed to the family dog they had when they were growing up. But when they were growing up, they had a Labrador, a Afghan hound or whatever it may be and now they want to replicate the same thing. Or they see a dog and they think, oh, that's really cute, we should have one of those, be it the Beagle, the Frenchie and what have you. Not paying attention to what are the traits and drives and focuses of those dogs, those breeds, and equally, what is it that we need in our lives? Yeah, the beagle might be super cute, but if it doesn't fit into your lifestyle, it's a bad mix from the get-go. Yeah, and I think we, we can touch on that on another Bartcast of, of your choosing a breed. Sure, yeah. Perhaps. yeah. So, so what we're saying here that dogs are not untrainable, mm-hmm. um, but different breeds have different drives, different focuses, and... Yeah, all dogs, not the breed, but all dogs as an individual, correct, might need something different. Correct. You're, you're going to have on any, on on any uh, particular distribution curve, if you like. If you take, say, golden retrievers within that bracket of the breed, you're going to have some that are much quicker than others, as you are with people. And I, again, on the, the the wider spectrum in terms of the breeds of dogs, yes, some breeds are more um, more focused and easier to work than others are. It's just. So just put a tick on that point. My dog, Maximus, my boxer, Maximus, is very different from Grappa, who is a boxer that you train here as well. Correct, yeah, yeah. And again, just different personalities. There we go. Thank you very much, Russell. No worries. Thanks, Jay. See you next week. If you're looking for professional training or somewhere to board your dog, either short or long term, then check out Canine Point Academy at caninepointacademy.com or go to Facebook and search Canine Point Academy.